This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Hello and welcome back to Seagull Social, Season 2, Episode 32. Wee! Wee! That was the most forced way ever, I think. Yeah, oh, I know, no, honestly. <laughs> what are we going to do? Are we just going to say the same-ish again, you know, two seasons ago. We had so many shots, so many on target, but we don't score goals. And it's still happening. It makes yeah. me feel sick. I, you know, last week I said I'm an F1 fan. Uh, I've, yeah. I've, I've converted. I think yeah. now I'd, I'd I'd even watch bloody badminton at this rate. Then watch, uh, <laughs> oh, watch Brighton oh play. Um, yeah, it's it's the it, ball. It's, it's, the ball hit the net and badminton more than we fucking do. That's for sure. Man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's um, it's it's a it's a tough time to. Uh, do you know time. what? I'm yeah. gonna be really positive on this podcast, and I'm not gonna be delusional. But I've taken I've taken the criticism and I've I've rose I've risen and I've thought you know what the phoenix we like we phoenix actually from the ashes. we actually played all right second half right second half we actually at least we created chances no, we, we played well we actually game, played pretty well I don't know it's just we can't score but there's a big problem and I don't want to keep going over it because we're not in 2020 or 2021 anymore but yeah we can't score goals and that's the biggest problem at the minute mm. we'll get onto it in a minute but yeah there is there is. Still a bit of positivity just off of that, but I'm, I'm really scraping the barrel. I've got to be honest. It's, it's difficult. I know what you're kind of alluding to. You say like Neil Mope had so many decent chances. Well, a lot of the players had good chances, but I mean, I know your your um, laptop's going off, off on air, Ryan. So I'll ask Maz this question, but <clears throat> pretty much. Will on Twitter basically said, Maz, uh, Mope doesn't really deserve the, the heat that he gets because he's won us so many points this season for us. So do you do you agree? Does he should he not get criticised because of his recent performances or his performances this season? Uh, I mean, look, I think when you criticise any player, you're always it's always going to put sort of unnecessary pressure on them. Like, like as in, you know, if the whole fan base goes against a player, it's not good, is it? Like you don't want mm. your you, you don't want your own fans going against you. That's like the the you know you never you never want that as a fan base, as a player, as a club, like, you know the higher ups. However, I think sometimes. It's duly, it, you know, it's due. It's as in, it's yeah. it's warranted. So, 
I'm not saying just because he missed a penalty, we should be going, oh, he's crap, get him out of the club, what the hell, blah, blah, blah. But I think sometimes, yeah, if a player's underperforming, I think it's only right for us to, to you know, uh, give our opinion and say, oh, yeah, like, he's, he's going for a bit of a bad patch. And I think it's, uh, you know, I wouldn't just say, I wouldn't just single out Mope. I, I'd, I could pick out five or six players that have been underperforming. You know, look at Basuma, look at... Um, who else we got? Like even Trossard at times, you know, yeah, he, he can go missing. Like there's 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 more than just Mope that's the problem or the issue. Mm. So I feel like scapegoating to answer your question, I feel like scapegoating Mope is not the way to go because he's not the only one who's been underperforming mm. or not, you know, not been getting goals, or whatever. You mm. can look at the whole team. You know, what was it what was it on Saturday? Was it we had twenty six shots or something stupid? Oh, 31 shots, four on target. And uh, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's just about it's mad. Yeah, so we were saying that Nil was probably won us like twelve points on his own. But then, obviously, when he's like, we get the first big chance of like twenty minutes in when Trossard kind of backheeled it to Cucurella. Cucurella drives it along the box, or March, sorry, uh, crosses it into the box. I think, and Neil Mope like has a scuff volley at it, and it literally just like it's mm. almost like a pass to Welbeck in the end. Like, he scuffs mm. it so bad, and you're thinking, yeah. how are you scuffing it like that? And then there was actually a penalty claim following that. Welbeck uh, hits the ball, and then it hits that Giannis guy's arm. Mm. But I don't know, Ryan. Did you think that was a penalty, or do you think that would have been? I mean, I shouted handball everything. So I I want everything. (laughs) Desperate times. (laughs) Yeah, I literally was like handball. Literally, any given moment. But then the one time we actually did get a handball, we missed a penalty anyway. Um, Yeah. So it it doesn't really matter. (laughs) That was such Um, a crazy handball, wasn't it? Sam Barish. Anyway, he was like trying to hit it away like a basketball player to defend. This this is how bad we are. Yeah, Norwich were playing volleyball and we still can't score a goal. Do you know what I mean? (laughs) (laughs) That's how bad we are. they were literally playing volleyball in the box and they're like here you go lads just have a, have a free shot on they, goal they had more um, touches with their arms in our box than they did oh, with their feet in our box mate. didn't they they were, they yeah. were pony and the, the and penalty like, just oh, just hit the target mate just hit the target yeah. like if you hit, just as long as you hit the target and even if the keeper saves it I'll be like fair enough Tim Krul very good penalty like he's got a really good track record with saving penalties so I'm like okay yeah. fair enough Tim Krul yeah. saved it yeah. all good but when a player no, no matter who it is, like remember Riyad Mahrez. Remember Riyad Mahrez against Liverpool when he put it into orbit. Like, yeah. all, you know, it doesn't matter who you are or where you do it. Just don't. Just get it on target. Just get yeah. it on target. Yeah. Make the keeper at least yeah. make a save or do something. Don't just fucking wallop it over the bar. That was just ah, uh, that was the most frustrating thing I think for me. It's like yeah, p- players miss penalties all the time. It's not a problem, but it's the manner you do it. That's what frustrated yeah. me. He was, um, he was, yeah, did have loads of lasers on him though, didn't he, Neil? Uh, it was so, it was pretty <laughs> yeah. unfortunate for him. Oh, I cannot that believe, I cannot believe. I literally popped that image, a screenshot from YouTube on Photoshop, got the, like, the green pen tool, put it on like 50 opacity, just brushed it all over Neil Mope and then put it on Twitter straight away. And the fact that some Norwich fans were being like, I can't, like, thinking that we've like, done it on purpose is actually like out of them for it. I was like, are you actually wow. mental? Yeah, I saw one, one of them. Fan, it was like, I saw one fan was like, this is embarrassing from Seagull yeah. Social. And I was like, it's fake, mate. It's literally yeah, I thought it's embarrassing that you, think it's, that you think it's real, mate. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then some, I think one Brighton fan might have thought it was real. And then he also blamed Tim Krull. He said, one, they should have retaken the penalty because of the lasers. And two, they should have retaken it because <laughs> Tim Krull was lasers. being unsportsmanlike. <laughs> But was I mean I didn't see Tim Paul doing it, and I know he does. I get agree, a bit mate. I think I think did. you're right. I think we should have retaken the penalty because the lays were so ridiculous. <laughs> I don't know why it wasn't retaken. So no, no, on the Tim Crawl thing, actually, Ben, that's a good point. Actually, I remember now. Yeah, because he, he proper went into his face. He started giving him the did you know he? the yeah he, oh, yeah he? yeah no he was he was proper going into him. I remember because I watched it on the stream and they obviously had a good angle. Um, <laughs> and um, yeah, he was going into his face like screaming at him, saying stuff. And then he even as he was walking backwards, he stopped for a bit and sort of like looked at him pointed a little bit and then yeah. went back into his goal which look 
gamesmanship for me is part and parcel of the game. I think if we got rid of that, it'd be boring. football would be boring, right? Yeah. If you didn't have that bit of shithousery, a bit of that, you know. Um, but then, yeah, I don't know. I, I, me personally, I've got nothing. I've got nothing wrong with it. Like Tim Cross just getting into mm. Mope's head, and it clearly worked. Like, yeah. you know, he's clearly yeah. clearly worked for him. But it's when you like, if you start getting physical, or whatever, that's obviously crossing the line. But if you're just using verbals and like. You know, a bit of pointing here and there, shaking the bar. I don't see anything wrong with that. Mm. And he, he was really mm. good against us, wasn't he, on Saturday? He uh, mm. obviously had a point to prove because he never kind of really broke into the team when he was at when he was at us on from Newcastle. But he made some really, really good saves, albeit some of them were straight at him. But still, yeah. Beltman even took out his frustration by literally pushing him back to the ground. Yeah, the header. Funny, that was a good save, yeah. yeah. And then, mm-hmm. then he had another chance literally after that when it was a volley and then Krull saved it again, I believe. But Yeah, no, I do he, like they Tim did... Krull. I don't get why we got rid of him, actually, because yeah. at the time it was him below Matty He's Ryan. He's too good and, for and a second, for the life of That's me. That's the thing, like, yeah. I, I couldn't understand why he was our second at the time. He, I mean, he was behind Matty Ryan, wasn't he? Mm. I mean, he was better mm. than Ryan by a mile at the time. And we always said it whenever he got a chance. Like, everyone always said that Tim Krull is better than being number two. But anyway, yeah. He's, yeah. he's done well for the new, for Norwich anyway. But um, no, my my... my thing I wanted to talk about Mope because he's been getting a lot of stick but then at the same time to be fair and this is credit to our fans uh, and I think Post did come out and thank him as well um, that he obviously got subbed off he had to walk around the north stand um, and obviously everyone was singing his song Hey Neil Mope and considering he had such a rough day out I mean to be fair overall he probably didn't play that badly but I think you know the chances he missed were awful at, at times. What he gets so, judged on, he was done poorly on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, he did um, make a few decent chances. Yeah, there's a few good hold-ups and stuff like that, but that doesn't really matter in fans' opinions. Um, but no, like to be fair to our fans, everyone sung his name as he come off, and you know, hopefully that Neil's got that message that you know, it's not like it was a couple of years ago. Everyone's completely on his back. You know, we are we are still supporting him through it because obviously he's quite a um, emotional character in emo He sort of goes up and down quite a lot, but. Mm. Yeah, he, he had the back in and I rated that from the Brighton fans singing his song. But um, yeah, no, what I wanted to, wanted to say about Mope's penalty because I just, I don't get why he was on it in the first place. I mean, obviously it's easy to say in hindsight, but I thought McAllister, um, I thought McAllister probably oh, had the best, best game. Mm-hmm. Well, he had it in the, the few now. Yeah, but I was Pascal at the sports in, thing. And like, not, before though, isn't he? So. Robbie's right. brother, yeah. Robbie's I think it should have been McAllister. Lawrence. He asked me, he was like, so who's going to take the penalty, Ben? I was like, that's a whole conversation itself. We literally probably got three penalty takers on there and there isn't an official one. It's normally kind of decided yeah. there Listen, and there on the, on the th- day, which is, I, which is, oh yeah, I don't know that at all. I think I think that's nail on the head though, Ben. It's like, why why, why, why is fans, do we not know who the, the penalty taker is? Yeah. And, and like, it must be within the team as well. If they're thinking like, right, who's taking this, boys? Yeah, he's taking it. Surely you should have one person like, you know, through thick and thin. I, 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 I agree with Ryan. I, I, I like McAllister on it. I, I think he's a cool character. I feel like he. You know, nine times out of ten, he'd put it in the back of the net. Obviously, you know, with the track record we've got, Pascal Gross has missed a few. Uh, obviously, Mopay now has missed a few. Like, just, I don't know. We need one designated kick, penalty kick taker and just stick with it. No matter what happens, mm. just stick yeah. with them. And if Pascal you know, missed it against give them like uh, Palace, three or four yeah. in a row sort of thing. And then just, if they if they bottle all of them, then yeah. fair enough. Then take yeah, yeah, exactly. I think, like, Mopay's not warranted to stay on the next one. I didn't think Pascal Gross warranted to stay no. on that mm. one. I think it should have been McAllister, to be honest, or maybe even Trossard, because he scored against someone, didn't he, as well, a few, few weeks ago. Um, I say that, I can't remember who it's against. Yeah, I can't I remember. Brentford or something like that. Maybe not. I can't remember who it was now. But yeah, I'm pretty sure he scored a penalty. Might be wrong. Um, but yeah, my point is, 
yeah, we the the incompetence up front is is so clear to see in it, and we've said it for so long. Um, you know, we've said it for the last year and a half doing this podcast. Everyone says it on Twitter. Everyone says it everywhere you go around the Amex. You walk out of the ground, people talking about our forwards. Anyone that's a pundit will say exactly the same thing too. If we don't get a striker, this is a big, big question that I want to ask. If not just a striker, but some forwards as well, like you know, some some wingers, a bit more attacking flair up front. We you know it's it's gone past the point of just getting in a sent forward. We need actually some help on the wings, and we also need some help just chance creation as well. Seems to have taken a bit of a hit. I know mm. we did create some big chances in this game, but of late we have not yeah. as much as we did last season. Um, if we don't get anyone in this summer, which I I think we will, does. Does it then beg the question for Graham Potter? I'm thinking about to word this carefully. Does he just walk? Because do you just think, do you know what? As Graham Potter, I've had enough. Like, I can't do another season of just mm. no disrespect to him, but yeah. no pay and trust sardines. But Ryan, we bought a £6 million striker in from a Belgium team, so he's obviously going to change everything and win us loads of games, isn't he? That, but no, but no. genuine question, though, Ben. Like, no, no. What, what do you think? I've got, I've got an answer. I've got an answer. Yeah. So, um, so, no, I, I this is actually... I, I was thinking about this last night, actually, really weirdly. That shows how sad I am sometimes. Uh, but I was actually <laughs> thinking about the whole Potter situation. And I genuinely... This is my this is my belief. I think gen- genuinely... Game Potter, don't get me wrong. He's got his... He's got his um, um, what do you call it? Imperfections, and he does sometimes, you know, make the odd decision which I don't really agree with, or I think is a bit strange. However, I feel like he's massively being let down by the players. Simple as oh, that. Yeah, yeah player, simple as that. Club. Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. The higher ups, the, the you know ones, you know, helping him, you know, fund the the, the transfers, or whatever. But I genuinely believe, like, what? Okay, what more can he do if Mope steps up for a penalty and skies it over the bar? What can yeah. Graham Potter physically do? People were saying no. that's his yeah. fault for picking uh, how can, no. how, what can how, he do? Yeah, well, how can he physically do anything more than that? Like. Okay, cool. If you don't agree with his um, uh, selections, if you don't agree with his substitution sometimes, which I don't sometimes, you know, some of the subs he makes, like, and when he makes them, like, for example, uh, Samiento should have come on a bit earlier for me because um, mm. he was in, like, he was class when he came on. Like, why not bring yeah. him on 70th minute, 80th minute? He can actually have an impact on the game. But anyway, mm. back to the question. Yeah. Just to complete, um, yeah, I feel like he's being let down by the players. It's not Graham Potter's fault. He's a very good manager and we know that. We know what he can do with you know, uh, a good squad and, you know, when he's you know, when he's able to actually field a strong, his strongest 11, I just feel like he's been massively let down by the players. The players just aren't so, doing it. So does he, I mean, if I was, if I was Potter, I'd be, I'd be out the door already, to be honest. So but I, would you, would you be thinking, you know, I, I've got a point then. on that though. Like, I don't think, if I was Potter and I was really selfish and just thinking about myself, I would be worried because the team that I'm working under has lost well, lost mm. six on the bounce and then only just drawn against Norwich. His stocks are going down. And yeah, unless our performances pick up towards the end of the season, what team will want Potter right now? Because, and like even 442 done an article recently saying like what he's achieved. And that's a whole conversation in itself. But they were saying that he was back to Austin. So he was inevitable that he was going to climb up all the leagues and get to Europa or whatever. And then obviously in Swansea is the quarterfinal in the FA Cup warranted as an achievement. I think it is. And obviously yeah. change the style. And of play he didn't for have us. any team either. And that's keeping Swansea. us up. I think that's an achievement, mm-hmm. but some people don't say it's a trophy, so it's not an achievement. So some clubs will probably scrutinise him and say, "Well, should he manage our club?" Because what has he actually? Maybe done? if you're looking at the top four, then fine. But I think if even if you're looking at sort of your Leicester's and you know your your mid to higher end table of you know teams from Wolves downwards to about tenth. I think any of those clubs, maybe not Wolves now, they've got a very good manager by the looks of it. 
But most of those clubs would take Potter in a heartbeat. I mean, Brendan Rodgers is probably on borrowed time at the minute anyway. Yeah, I that's, think, that's probably the more realistic one I can see. You know, those sort of teams. And I, I just I just think that, you know, Leicester is probably going to get a lot more backing. I'm not saying, I'm not, by the way, linking him to Leicester or anything. I'm not mm-hmm. saying it's going to happen or anything, but I'm just using it as, as an example. Um, but I just I just don't get um, why, we've, why we've gone this long now of not backing him in the summer, not backing I don't him know. in the winter. But right, we and... did, uh, it's a difficult one because you're saying we didn't, and I get that, it's, there's the two sides of it. So you're saying we didn't back him because we didn't actually achieve signing any marquee signings. But we, we did tried. go, we tried. So we tried to get Nico Gonzalez, we tried to get Darwin Nunes, but yeah. we failed. So like we obviously, we obviously did try and we did try to back him, but the board failed backing him, if that makes sense. So yeah, fair enough. Yeah. But then that comes down to then recruitment and all that sort of another yeah. conversation. Mm-hmm. But then... You know, again, you you can look at that and say, well, why didn't we go for more realistic signings? Going for Darwin Nunez when he clearly wasn't interested in us, and now he's in the semi-finals of a Champions League. He's, he's absolutely right in quoted seventy mil for Liverpool so, now. Like we could have, we could have yeah. gone for thirty-five mil, which now just seems like but we wouldn't have, been have gone for thirty-five mil, would we? I was saying we had came. the opportunity. We had um, the opportunity to. My my point is, he's no, he was never going to come. He was never interested. Mm. So why are we going for players that weren't interested? Nico Gonzalez clearly wasn't interested in coming to Brighton. He went to Fiorentina. Um, you know, we're we're looking at unrealistic signings that were never actually going to happen. Um, obviously, I can't speak for the rest of the transfers because I don't know what happens behind the scenes. But it, it begs the question as to why other clubs can do it, but why can't we? Um, and obviously, I'm not going to again slate that, but I just think I don't get the the logic because now obviously we've got so much pressure on the summer. There's so much pressure, and I put that article out a while ago, and now Andy Naylor's funny enough put an article out um, pretty much the same. Um, so it goes to show it is a, it is a general thing. You know, even journos are saying the same now. Mm. You know, it is such a massive summer. The football, such hip, a... football hip, hipsters are getting on his back and probably the club's back now. But uh, yeah. sorry, <clears throat> on that, Ryan, though, oh, like when when do we get to the point, and Joe Sayers said it, when do we get to the point where you do start saying, well, if we keep losing games, managers have gone for losing three games in a row. If Potter ends up losing even more now, or the club do, and when does the questions of him potentially being sacked come into play? Like, are we too scared to get Potter's come... back because he's the best we've got and there's literally no one out there that could replace him? The questions go to Potter when he's got the tools to do the job. You can't judge him when he hasn't got the tools. I mean, it's like saying, it's like putting me, um, I don't know, to build a house. And then, you know, I try and build a house and I can't do it. And it's like, well, obviously <laughs> I can't because I can't build a house. You know what I mean? But if you put me on a podcast, do a pretty decent job of it. So, you know, this is I haven't got I can't build a house, but I can I can run a podcast. And that's that's the difference. You know, you, you play to your strengths. And I think with Potter, he hasn't been given that the tools. He hasn't he hasn't yeah. got what's required. But we were to building to do. We were in your words, we were building houses, a lot of houses at the beginning of the season. Like it was working, but obviously it's kind of not think, now not working. Mm. Yeah, I I think that's massively down to like key players going missing now. So like Basuma has obviously fallen off a cliff, his form from from yeah. especially since the Spurs game in the FA Cup, his his form's just declined massively. Then we've had um who else in key areas? Oh, yeah, Mope sort of fallen off. Obviously, he saved us a lot of points in the, yeah. you know, you know those last minute sort of equalisers. In front of here goal, there. 100%. Yeah, front of goal. And then, like, yeah, I just feel like, as it, like the players just aren't performing. And obviously, look, Webster getting injured was not ideal. Dunk getting the suspended, well, coming back from injury, then getting suspended didn't help. Like, defensively, we just haven't been as solid. Like, that foundation we had before from defence, that building block going forward, mm. it's just been dismantled because of yeah. injuries, suspensions whatever it might be. So, yeah, 
I, I, I personally can't. I don't blame Potter personally. Um, no. I just don't think he's had the tools. As if we use Ryan's analogy, yeah. he hasn't had the he hasn't had the tools to make a house. <coughs> what I mean, um, no. and to back so, you on that, the, here, here's the three stats to back you on the fact that we don't have the tools to be able to do what we can do. So Opta done yesterday said 18. Brighton yesterday against Norwich became the first team to have 18 shots off target in a Premier League game since Chelsea in February 2011 against Fulham when they also had 18. Very wayward. And what's the next stat we've got? Well, that's just a fucking mental, by the way. Yeah, that is. Um, Andy Naylor said a good one. And this completely backs up the fact that we need another striker, a clinical one. Goals against, we're joint sixth in the league, which is pretty good for us. And then goals for is 18th. 18th out of the 20 teams in the Premier League. That's shit. That's that? just really, really not good enough. And then where's the last one? Um, Spare with me. Uh, here we go. So Lee BHFC said, since the Man United game, we've had 101 shots and only one has gone in over the last seven games. Oh, uh, my and then God. Someone said, and then it goes, oh, out of those 101 shots, only 15 of them were on target. That's, that is awful. That's really we, bad. And it, really fans bad. have a go at us and say, well, every club wants a clinical striker, but we need a clinical striker so yeah. bad. Yeah. But, but like, if, That's if, bad. Every fan base says it. They're like, they're literally, it, whenever we, I'm sure yeah. all of us are, all of us can t- um, uh, say this, it's like whenever we go to any kind of fan channel or any kind of other football podcast, whatever it might be, all yeah. literally every single thing that gets said to me is like, oh, you, you look would be amazing if you had a good striker. It's like, yeah, yeah. We, we know. <laughs> like, I don't understand, like, this is not revolutionary. We're not, you know, you're not telling yeah. me something I'm, I'm not aware of. Like, it's like Harry like, Potter would be a good wizard if he had his wand. Just yeah, do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's you like, literally need to watch like one Brighton game to come to that yeah, conclusion. It's exactly. Like, but it's like, yeah. we, we all know what the problem is. We all know what we need it to be solved. But for some reason, it just feels like the club doesn't seem to be able to get like get it over the line. I'm not saying they're not trying because like we just mentioned, you know, yeah. we've tried yeah, yeah. with the strikers, you know, uh, Nunes, Gonzalez, we're whatever. We're just looking in the wrong places. So it's, yeah. We're not... We're doing something. There's something going wrong. Obviously, you know, we're not doing so right, yeah. are we? Yeah, exactly. You know, if if we're doing so right, we wouldn't be having these conversations for the past year and a half. I mean, the first side of insanity is doing the same thing over and over yeah, again, yeah, thinking yeah. you're going to get a different re- result. Yeah. Um, and that's it's like the, the podcast at the moment. It's the minute. same thing over and over again. Over and over again. I think we're last, talking about you know, different stuff at the moment. And like, so obviously, you get on Saturday, we actually did a loads of chances. And like, if you look at the the chances I wrote down there, so many in that second half, especially like you mentioned, Ryan, mm. and it just. Uh, it's just so blatantly obvious that all we need is that yeah. striker, and then on the on the kind of chances created, things like that. This is a this is mental. What I've read today. So Graham Potter said that the fans should stop shouting "shoot" as it disrupts the build-up play. Wasn't so, that out of context though? Like I no, read the context, no, and then I read the I read the actual kind of thing. He did yeah. essentially pretty much say that. So my mate yeah. Jamie then replied in our chat saying. So do we need to start shouting score instead then or shoot on target? Um, and I was like, if, if I'm worried that if we do stop shouting and shoot, then it's just going to be even more of a lottery. Okay, hold, hold on. One thing I will say back to that is, if, uh, and I appreciate if it is out of context, I apologise. But if, it's let's not say, really. He essentially did say that okay. it's kind of distracting okay. the build-up All right. play. So I'm, I'm not being funny. These are professional footballers. <laughs> These are not Sunday league fucking, you know, amateurs on the pitch. If someone tells, right, so if someone goes to Basuma, jump off a cliff, is he going to do it? Like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I think that's, that is, yeah. that's, 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 that's awful. Like, what do, you, weird, what, do you, what do you mean? Like, what? So because someone says shoot or pass it or cross it, that means all the players are going to listen to the fans. No, of course they're not. Like, what? What? I'm so I think, the, I think the point that Potter was trying to make, like when I read the context, yeah, please, is that he's trying to say that, 
fan pressure does get to the players after you know it does build up and build up but you know I don't there's only one criticism of Potter that I, well I said there's only one but the, the main sort of thing that does annoy me um, is when he does have these little hit backs at fans and you know he's he's done it a lot over the last couple of years. He's you know it's caused controversy, especially amongst sort of the older fan base that have been going to games. You know you don't want to see a manager given history uh, back of fans sort of thing. History lessons is another comment, um, and he's questioned the atmosphere a lot as well, which is which is right to do so. You know the atmosphere is not great, but at the same time you need to you need to give something back to us. You know because it's all well and good saying oh look the fans don't sing oh the fans are getting on our backs, but if you keep missing thirty one chances hmm. then. What do you expect us to do? We're not going to sit there and be like, oh, it's okay, good effort, good effort, good effort. <laughs> I'm going to be like, God's sake, how can't you score that? You know, I mm. I score that in, in my garden. So <laughs> I'm joking. Yeah, Cal, but I just, the dragon. I just think like that. <laughs> yeah. I just think to myself though sometimes, I just think like there is there is something seriously wrong. I said, there's a big mm. um, there's a big thing in the summer. And there was a point I was going to make and it's, it's completely gone out of my head now. Um, but yeah, it's just. But it's even like a Alan Shearer in a match of the day, rhyme. Even he was like, it's just the same thing every week with Brighton. So many chances, yeah. and they just never take them. And that's literally all they kind of done on Brighton. But if the fact that even match of the day, I said we can't really say the same shit over and over again every single week after Brighton game. Mm. And yeah, it's it's fucking mental. But Maz, yeah, what do you yeah. kind of think on uh, on Potter saying that about the fans that we should, shouldn't shoot, shouldn't shout, shoot? Yeah, I mean, yeah, like I said earlier, I just think, yeah, it's it's ridiculous. Like, you, you know, fans... Okay, fair enough. It, fans, sometimes, they say... Like, honestly, the stuff you hear in the terraces, I just... Uh, sometimes I just think, mm. what is going on? Like, yeah, it, it's bad. Um, some of the stuff that fans mm. say and do. But that's just part and parcel of the football. Like, every stadium you go to, you're going to have these idiot fans or these weird fans that will, like, think they're their manager on the sideline. Do you know what I mean? They're going to stand yeah, in the... Course. They're going to stand in the, in, the, in the terraces and shout, like, thinking they're, they're Graham Potter. So, I think you just got to have to suck it up. I'll be honest. Like, you, you know, I'm not bringing up the whole, how much they get paid or whatever, but their professional football is getting paid yeah. quite not handsomely. I think someone shooting, someone shouting "shoot" is not going to hinder performance, and if it does, that is very worrying. <laughs> if that if that hinders yeah. performance, I, I'm very worried. Um, so I, I don't know. It feels like a bit of a cop out, a bit of a weird sort of excuse. Does it, does, slash... it, does it almost? If that's the case, though, like you know, we're saying about all this, and um, does it does it worry worry you about the the morale of the side, the the mentality of the side? Mm. Because it worries me. I've got to be honest. I look at the. I looked across the board. This is what I was actually the point I was going to make. I just remembered. Um, I look across the board and it feels like we've got a lot of individuals now. We don't really have that team feel anymore. No one's going out yeah, there to really play together. It's not, it's no more. No, we're not really going out there to play for each other. And if we're now saying, look, you can't get on the players' backs because they're going to feel, you know, feel pressured by it. But, I'm sorry, but that that's that's a mentality problem. Then mm. I mean, you know, I'm not I'm not saying the direct quote was right. I know it was slightly out, but the, the point of the quote was, you know, he, he's saying about fan pressure getting to players. <laughs> that's a mentality. Yeah, it problem. must be quite yeah, a negative negative morale in the camp for him to kind yeah. of back up or um, like trying to protect the players from such like a usual thing that you see in any single stadium. Mm. Don't get me wrong, like yeah, there are certain things that push the boundaries, but. Even still, you're right in saying, you know, they're, they're millionaires. They're being paid thousands of pounds a week. I'd die to be in their position for nothing. I, I would play for Brighton every single week for no money, let alone 30, 40, 50 grand a week. And it just it just does my head in because you watch them all and it just feels like we've got a real team of individuals. It looks like the season's over. And I was even looking at, I watched the highlights back and I was watching, 
you know, like Dunk coming up for the corners and stuff. And he doesn't even look like he's like, oh, come on, let's go. He's just sort of wandering up there. And you've got Trossard, you know, just kicking the ball over quite quite deftly a little bit and then just wanders back into the... And you've got Gross just stepping up and puts his arm up and then the cross goes in and it hits the first man and it comes back out again and they clear it. And you just think, you know, that it just doesn't look like anyone's really like, oh, yeah, come on, we're going to go yeah, score No now. one's asked really. And it does look it's like... It's a bit no like, oh, oh, and then we'll pass it back to... Sanchez and he'll kick it back to Kukurea and then we'll try another cross at it first man that's why the fans I think that's, that's why we if I'm worried if we don't say shoot they're just going to keep passing it around the box until we get dispossessed because it does get tiring sometimes watching them just kind of pass it around wait for space mm. and when you've got a team like Norwich well, they had literally had bodies in front of the goal that was the only like, that's yeah. why they every single shot was block 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 because they had so many defenders constantly in front of the ball and in front of the goal it just made it so hard yeah. for us but sorry you mentioned yeah. Trossard Brian Mm. I think <clears throat> before we done the Norwich preview, it came out that he said he was open to leaving. And obviously yeah, he's I been out of form recently. So fans kind of were like, yeah, good, good riddance and all that sort of stuff. But he did play well on Saturday, created a few decent yeah, chances, albeit against the worst team that's ever turned up to the Amex in the Premier League <laughs> era. But I mean, Maz, we'll start off you. Would you be, what do you make of him saying that he'd be open to offers? And two, would it be a big mess if he did leave? Do you know what? I don't know, this could be controversial. I don't think it will be that big of a miss. Like, look, on his day, he's he's a great, great player. Probably one of, arguably, our one of our best players. You know, definitely top three on his day. Um, obviously, Belgium international, you know, for Belgium, he usually plays really, really well. He's got a lot of about him. You know, he's a great little dribbler, great bit of skill. But then, yeah, I, I'll be honest. I feel like he's, he's definitely replaceable. And if we get 35, was it, was it quoted? 35, 30 million, I think it was. 30 to 35. I think it was quoted. Not yeah. sure. Yeah, so, something around that figure. If we can get that kind of figure, I'll be more yeah, than happy that. with that. Yeah, yeah I'll, I'll, mm. I'll take that all day long. Um, and I just feel like, yeah, I don't think he's integral to the way we play. I don't think, if you took Trossard out and replaced him with, let's say... Samiento. Uh, yeah, or, yeah, or yeah. Samiento. Yeah, like I wouldn't, don't get me wrong, Trossard is above Samiento, don't get me wrong. Yeah, he's but, got a lot more to prove this. Summer. Yeah, I, I, yeah. Ju- I just feel like, take him out of the team and we won't miss him as much as, I don't know, uh, other players uh, I just feel like yeah 35, 35 million I'll take it all day long and Ryan well I would I would go I wouldn't say probably that harsh I'd probably say that he's he is integral to what we've got at the moment uh, it depends on how we go in summer because at the minute you know we don't have anything else <laughs> it's as simple as that we, we don't actually have any other options so at the moment yes he's very very important because without him we've actually got no options um, but yeah in the summer if we bring in someone then fine um, you know it's to be honest with you this this squad that we've got at the moment needs a refresh something needs to change a bit you know it's mm. it's quite stale we've had it for a couple of years and it's not working we've tried to change it up a little bit here and there we signed Kukurea and Lamptey are good signings but it's they've not you know they've been minimized because of the lack of um defense and obviously i will say one good thing actually on defense just before we go um, fully onto Trossard is I want to say about Dunk as well I thought Dunk had a really good game for yeah, the first well, Dunk had Veltman I think since he's coming back yeah, yeah Veltman was as well. good yeah. uh, they look pretty good albeit against a really really lousy Norwich <laughs> side but it was good to see you know Dunk putting his chest in there again I'd love to see it but oh, back on Trossard yeah I I wouldn't be against him going at all no uh, as long as we get a decent amount of money and we replace him with someone but mm. at the moment yeah if we don't have any replacements then we're just going to keep getting weaker and <clears throat> slide down the leagues very very quickly so yeah, and, uh, it depends on the summer obviously we've got probably like 10 minutes left so we'll move on to the Arsenal preview we actually for, despite saying a lot of the same stuff or <laughs> we kind of talked about a few different topics there which has been quite refreshing 
Um, and we actually still had some left that I could have asked, but we'll probably save that for next week. Yeah. Uh, so we share. Yeah, let's move on to the Arsenal preview. Uh, is anyone going? Because I'm thankfully not. I you go, bro. Yeah. 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 So making we'll, a trip. I don't know why. <laughs> we'll start with you, and obviously. <laughs> We we completely we haven't even mentioned it, but Jakob Moda torn ACLs, yeah. which is absolutely devastating yeah, for the lads. Like, he deserved to go to that World Cup, and we probably won't sorry, see it for six to nine months. It's actually, yeah, I'm actually devastated for him. So yeah, we, we won't we won't see him. him. Uh, but I mean, Ryan, obviously going from that kind of really sad note, will it be even more depressing at the Emirates at full time? I mean. <laughs> Arsenal very good now. They're very good now. Arteta's got them playing as well. Manager of the month. Um, and yes, yeah, yeah, little thing to for Moda. I, I do feel I feel for Moda. It must be horrible being mm. that age and you on the brink of a World Cup and mm. doing your ACL like that. It's, it's they nasty. literally just qualified as well. Like they qualified yeah. what three days before. Horrible. And he's three loved by yeah. though. He's yeah. loved by that country as well. Yeah, so that's hard. Day. That's hard to deal yeah, with. That's that's the that. gutting thing. Um, but yeah, no, hopefully Moda has a speedy recovery and yeah. it's not too bad. But yeah, depends really. It could be up to a year or whatever. So hopefully he's okay. Um, but yeah, yeah, going on to Arsenal then, obviously if Moda is, well, he's going to be out, isn't he? So um, Alzate maybe comes back in. Would be quite nice to see him in there. Um, I don't think we actually missed Basuma too much against Norwich, funnily enough. I thought we were actually no. all right without him, funnily. Um, so yeah, I'd, I'd quite like to see Alzate. And it'd be interesting to see how we cope against the difficult side because obviously we're against Norwich and we, we did run them ragged. We should have just scored more goals. Um, against Arsenal, we're not going to have that joy coming up against Ben White FC. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty worried. I'm not going to lie because they have the potential to really, really do us on, yeah. on next Saturday, isn't it? So, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm a bit concerned, to be fair. I think this could be a 2 or 3 nil win for, for Arsenal if they turn up. You know, they've got Saka and etc. They need to go through their team. They've got Odegaard playing very well. I'm I'm worried, <laughs> very worried. I don't know why I'm going. To be fair, it's literally just for a day out with my dad. That's that's but the only reason I'm going. The fact, tomorrow, uh, for, the fact that we Arsenal. kind of went back to a back five. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure we played a back five again, didn't we? Well, for the first time recently yeah. against Norwich. After the fans yeah. have been calling for it, so that is some improvement because we've been calling for it a lot. And but Maz, I know we played Mark Cucurell at left centre back. And he obviously thinks that he's better than Hayden Roberts and Ed Turns at centre-back, which mad, is ludicrous. Just... But is that one positive going into Arsenal that we're going to be playing a back five, Maz? Well, yes. Uh, I, I've been calling for a back five the whole time. And I even tweeted about it. Like when I saw the lineup on uh, against Norwich, when I saw Kukurea wasn't playing at left wing back, I'm pretty sure he was playing left centre back, wasn't he? Yeah, left centre back. Um, yeah. yeah, I'm just like, what, why? Why? It's just such a wasted, it's yeah. a very wasted talent. You know like, what? you know, get, get Kukurea and Lamptey on in their natural positions, play them left wing back, right wing back, have a back three centre back pairing of whoever, just not Kukurea, and just play a back five with them in their natural positions. Yeah. And, and I promise you, we will do much better. I promise. Maz, on your point, I actually feel for Hayden Roberts so bad because you're talking oh, yeah. about wasted talent. That's Ed a year of well, his mate. career. Mm. Yeah, Ed turns questionably, hasn't obviously done enough, yeah, probably too pretty. But Hayden ones, Roberts, yeah. we basically yeah. wasted a year yeah. of his career. Send him out alone. Nothing. Send him out alone. Send him out alone. Yeah. And he's, I feel get so time. bad for the guy. I feel so bad for Hayden Roberts because he's he's literally he was he was thriving, and then we we've given him you know this this window this sorry this season to. Um, you know, potentially break into this first team, and we've been dangling this carrot in front of his mm. face for the last, you know, what's, how long has the season gone? Six months or so. Yep. I just feel gutted for him. I, 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 he, if I was him, I'd be fuming. I'd have been thinking, my but God, why didn't I? Just do we man? drop anyone? Because we've got to kind of talk a bit more about Arsenal. Do we drop anyone for that game? Like, do we drop any of the big hitters? Like Trossard, when I say big hitters, the should big hitters. I, the I, I, does Mope, should Mope be dropped? But 
I put this tweet out. Position. Get Welbeck um, rid. Get rid of Welbeck. That's for me. <laughs> I, I, I just drop him. Yeah. I thought Welbeck was all right. Against no, he, 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 I don't. I don't. I, you know, I don't. I just feel like we, we benefit better. I'd rather see. Because um, who was it? Was was Mac even? Did Mac start? Yeah, he did. Yeah, he was unreal. Yeah. Yeah, he was unreal. Wait, who am I, who was who was on the bench that I thought? Right, oh, that's it. I'll take out Welbeck and put Samiento in there. Like, yeah. I'll, I'll just have that with Mope, Samiento and Mope as the sort I of think like. Welbeck did well. I don't I know. I, I feel like he, for me, he misses quite a few chances. Welbeck, like he scores, he, he misses more chances than he scores. Um, but I do agree with you. He does offer something different. He has that, you know, mm. his hold up play is brilliant. Uh, he can run the channels really well. Mm. But I just feel Mo, like Mope gets in the Mope gets in the positions that I wish Welbeck was in. Like Mope's so good at yeah. getting into really good positions, yeah. but then his finishing is poor. Welbeck makes I feel like the good runs. Welbeck Welbeck just sort of, the better. Yeah, he does. He, but just, he, just, he just gets unlucky. Really I think a lot yeah. of Welbeck. He gets a bit of the. Like against Norwich, he seemed to make the right runs every time. He was in behind. He was causing the defence problems, but then he just never got the ball. Mm. And then when he did get the ball, you'd take an unfortunate sort of deflection. It would just go wide of him or something. And I felt a bit bad mm. for him at, at mm. times. Um, and yeah, he didn't really get, a, but I can think of a real clear-cut chance well back. Um, uh, going back to Arsenal quickly, Ryan. We Obviously, when we played him at home, I think we deserved to win that. as obviously a really, really rainy yeah. game. Finished nil-nil. Arsenal kind of got away with it, but... Yeah. It's a, so much has changed now. They're flying. They're on the, the five wins in six games. And back yeah. then when we played them originally, we were the favourites. But now they are the favourites. Football yeah, changes quickly. Far, and yeah. I just I think, think it's, um, it's going to be a, it's going to be a difficult, difficult afternoon. Yeah. To go on your point about you know squad selection, and I, I put that tweet on about um, Potter should make a point. You know, just drop uh, all of our attacking players and just go for it with the youngsters and. I got told that this is a stupid thing, and I completely agree. It is a stupid comment, right? But my point isn't because of playing the youngsters, just chuck the youth in. That's not the point of the comment. My point is, hit back. I want Potter to show, look, if, if, if they're not going to back me or anything, hit back. Say, look, this is all I've got. Yeah. If, you, if you're not going to back me with signings, you're not going to give me strikers, I ain't got a choice. I'm going to have to drop these guys and have to put these guys in. Yeah. That's what Potter should, that was my point of my tweet. Hit back at them. Should look, say, Right, I can't. I, if you're gonna, if Mopey's gonna miss sitters, fine. I'll put in the next He's best, best striker, but it's Evan Ferguson. Yeah, yeah, I'll put in Evan Ferguson then. And if Trossard's gonna, you know, that to be fair, he had a good game. But if you're gonna drop him, I've got to put Sarmiento in there, another youth player. You know what I mean? But, but he's, if, if, he's not doing that though, Ryan. That's what I don't understand though. Potter's not doing He's not doing No, it. no. But that's my <laughs> it, point. That's what I'm trying yeah. to say. If he should do that, that's what I'm yeah, saying. Yeah, but I don't think he will though. I don't think he will. B1. He, he, he's had multiple chances to do that. It's like, I, I think we said it, all of us said it like what, three pods ago or two pods ago. It's like, right, we're at a stage where I think at that point we were like four losses in a row or five losses in a row. It's like, at that point, we've got nothing to lose. And we've said this yeah. every week. It's like, yeah. we've got nothing to lose right now. Like, okay, what? Well, okay, so if we went from six losses to seven losses, who cares? Like, at this yeah. stage, who got, cares? Yeah, so just yeah. just put in um, Roberts at centre-back. Put in Samiento uh, in attacking position. That, though, on put this Ferguson is the problem like, the fiver. Like, we're playing against Arsenal, one of the most informed teams in the league now, and the manager just yeah, got I, man of the yeah, month. I get, it's I be, get that. Yeah, I get yeah, the confidence. That Norwich problem, would have right? been the time to do that, but yeah. this is just going to be a real... Yeah, no, that's true. That's true. With Arsenal, with Arsenal, yeah, let's not let's not mess about let's put but in the our trouble you know, is we haven't got it. any more sort of smaller clubs left to play i'm pretty sure apart from southampton i'm pretty sure it's tottenham we've got city we've got united we've got, we've got leeds we've away got, might be the more yeah leeds maybe there. west ham in there we don't have any, any other teams games now yeah i think leeds very are, difficult games leeds are the only team that are below us that we've got left to play i believe I yeah i might be wrong and that's at ellen road anyway so anything can really happen ellen that's a bit road. of a <laughs> so yeah I, I when i say put the youth in obviously i'm not saying it 
sort of because I want to just throw the youth in. I'm not saying that because I understand it's obviously not a sustainable way of running the football club. It's not a sustainable way of developing players. But my point is, if we've got no other choice, go for it. You know what I mean? So even if it's literally just throwing Sarmiento and Caicedo in, you know, I, I would rather see just them integrated yeah. in a little bit more now because the squad needs a refresh. We're, we're not we're not doing it. it. Something's not working. We need to change it up a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Change it up. Take out Mope, take out Welbeck if you want. Put in put in Ferguson. That's about it. That's all we've really got to play with. Hopefully, if, if this does happen, if our wishes are answered, the youngsters will be bang up for it. And I would love to see Moises Carcedo bring in there because he's obviously had a really yeah, good he international really good, break as well. Yeah, um, yeah. I guess let's do score predictions before Mal's asked to shoot and we all have to shoot. Um, yeah. Who wants to start first with their prediction? Wow. I'll, I'll, um, I'll go. Nice yeah, I'll go. Okay. Uh, yeah, look, I don't want to be a negative Nelly, but unfortunately, I think I'm being more of a realist here. Um, yeah, Arsenal, just, just to quickly summarise, Arsenal playing un- un- unreal. Uh, Odegaard, for me, is looking incredible. Even Lacazette's like, you know, scoring goals. Uh, Saka, like, yeah, just looking across their team, uh, going forward, they look very good. And defensively, they look very solid. Ben White's obviously, like, completely changed their, their back line, which is, yeah, which is quite depressing uh, to talk hey. about. Uh, yeah, just to be a, re- to be a realist, I'm, I'm going to go with a, um, a 2-0 Arsenal win, unfortunately. Hmm. Yeah, I'm I must admit, it does reek of a two-nil loss. Yeah, it? I think I think the the trouble is, you know, as, as we've as we've said, if we if we play like we have been, okay, what Norwich you played all right, but I think yeah, as you say Arsenal are too good for us. Um, I don't want to go over everything that we've already said, but yeah, maybe two-nil with my head. But if I'm going to be really, really, really hopeful, maybe Mope can come and surprise some, you know. Come up with something with the hyper Turk, hopefully at the Emirates. He loves scoring and he in lo- London. He loves playing against um, Arsenal as well. Yeah, he loves playing against Arsenal. He loves playing in London. History, a night yeah. out in London would be very, very nice, but I, I can't see it happening. Mm. Um, but it would be nice to see something, just a bit of excitement, a bit of injection of pace. Maybe see Sarmiento or Caicedo in there. But yeah, yeah. probably 2 0 with, with my head. But if I'm really being hopeful, maybe a 1 0 win, but I can't see it happening. <laughs> And I, I was probably thinking three, but um, I reckon I'll go two nil. So yeah, two nil across the board, and it doesn't. Yes. Yeah. So if you are going to Arsenal, I'm sorry. <laughs> look what you. you've done to us. <laughs> yeah, look what you've, look done. what you've done to us. Well, look Watch what the you've first done podcasts, to the world. Right? Before people say like, oh, because I've been called negative poison and stuff. Yeah. Before people come on and say yeah, negative, whatever. Look at the podcast at the beginning of the season, the first four, five, six games. September, October. Look at how positive we were. Talking about Europe, talking about Webster for England. Yeah, watch them before you come and say we're negative. Even two months ago, mate. Look us. Even two, two months, months ago, ago, it was that uh, it was that famous North Stand chat, whispering yeah. quietly. Brighton are three points from Europe, seven points above Palace, sixteen points above yeah, relegation. Yeah, yeah, was... What a time to be alive! Talk, talking, exactly. talking to Palace just quickly. They're playing Arsenal tonight, so that'll be quite interesting to see how that yeah, that'll pans out. That. Yeah, yeah, they're, they're, they're playing tonight, aren't they? Arsenal, they Palace. That'll, 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 be, against that'll Palace be interesting stuff, to see how that pans out. I suppose. Mm. But boys, thank you very much for um, (laughs) joining me and obviously shedding light on what is the terrible, terrible time that's going on at our club. Hopefully, if you are listening, we've we've got a few points and got a few things off our chest that you will also relate to. I'm glad that we've spoken about and hopefully we've kind of put you at some sort of ease. Again, yeah, it's literally therapy. So we're just going to start charging you guys soon. Um, We have therapy sessions (laughs) on our Patreon coming soon. Um, Brian, thank you very much for coming. Maz, again, thanks for joining us, of course. And uh, if you did enjoy it, which I'll be surprised, give it a like. Uh, Subscribe if you're on YouTube. And also give it a review on Apple and Spotify. And we will see you next week. Peace.
The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing, but rest assured you're not alone. There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Opening up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.